Radio Bypass. Bringing you rock and roll music that deserves to be heard. Discover new bands. Hear some old favorites on Radio Bypass. It's been a wild ride to superstardom, then to a fall from grace, and then back to superstardom again for Aerosmith, America's greatest rock and roll band. They had tons of great hit songs. They've shot groundbreaking videos to go with their record-breaking tours. Along the way, they became the best-selling American rock band of all time, having sold more than 150 million albums worldwide, including 70.2 million albums in the United States alone, won four Grammys for Best Rock Performance by Duo or Group with Vocal, 21 of their songs reached Billboard Top 40 of the Hot 100, and they've had nine number ones on the mainstream rock tracks chart. Aerosmith was the first rock band to work with rap artists in 1986 and turned their original hit into an all-new version of the song to become a hit all over again and were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2001. To celebrate their 50th anniversary, the band has announced their Peace Out Farewell Tour, giving their fans that have or have not seen them a chance to see why they are so amazing live. First with the medical report on Steven Tyler's recent foot surgery, let's hear from Dr. Joe Perry. It was almost impossible for him to like stand. It was tough. So anyway, he's doing really well though. You know. If Talked to him a bunch over the last bunch of months, and he's doing great, actually. Dr. Perry says the news for the upcoming tour is not as good for Aerosmith's drummer, Joey Kramer. His heart's in the right place, but playing the drums is an athletic event, and there's a certain point when you just kind of like, every joint starts to give out. So at this point, we're not thinking he's gonna be there. To go along with their Peace Out Farewell Tour, the band is releasing Aerosmith's greatest hits, celebrating 50 years of Aerosmith, a band that made it on their own terms. They wrote the songs that became giant smash hits. They played sold out tour after sold out tour. They lived the life while rocking the world. Over the next hour, we'll squish in as many of their greatest hits as we can while the band takes you through some of their landmark accomplishments. Welcome to Aerosmith's greatest hits, All Access.
Written by Steven Tyler and bassist Tom Hamilton, Sweet Emotion, originally from Aerosmith's third album, Toys in the Attic, in 1975. Song reached number 36 on the Billboard Top 40 and the album reached number 10 on the album charts and has sold over 9 million copies. Sweet Emotion is still successful today, having sold over 3 million downloads. Yeah, you know, in the old days it was we lived together and so that kind of forced the music to flow and it was, you know, anything to get out of the clubs and make it quote-unquote big time. And then, uh, you know, we, we got caught up in... Uh, moving away and got a lot of money when we did make it and then got caught up in the drugs. Sure, we'd have a day set aside or, or months for rehearsal, but who would ever show up? Steven never showed up. I mean, four hours later. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, sure, yeah. And that breaks up the bands. But now, since we've come to find out that, you know, that was killing us and just, you know, stifling our creativity, we get a chance to talk about it and it's really a lot less work than anyone would think. You just get to the studio on time at one o'clock in the afternoon and you work till, even even if you work till six or seven, go home and have dinner and go to bed and wake up and do whatever you gotta do. You get so much done just chipping away a little bit, little bit, little bit, but, but doing it, you know, instead of fooling yourselves. Sweet Emotion was so successful that the band decided they would re-release a single from their previous album they believed in, Dream On. That song peaked at number six on the charts. Here's bassist Tom Hamilton and Steven Tyler. <laughs> my, my first recollections of that song were waking up in my room in the morning to Stephen playing it because the piano happened to be in my room, the only room that it would fit in. And I'd wake up to Stephen playing these chords, and he'd say, Tom, this is going to be the biggest hit. You just wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You I remember you, say, I remember uh, you know, saying that. High hopes. You know, you go, wow, dig this. It, it was something that I'd written three or four years before that uh, up in Sonopee, New Hampshire, and you know the band got together, and I, it dawned on me if I take the, what I'm doing on the right hand, and ask Brad to play it, and mm -hmm. the left hand ask Joe to play it, you know, just transpose what I'm playing on the piano to guitar, and we did, and it was you know marvelous. It's real pretty, real melodic, and it has a, a you know a yo tengo el fuego in the middle. <laughs> it's definitely got the the fire down below. You know what I mean? It goes yeah, from every time that I'm you know and goes into drama and then the balls to the wall. I, I like that about it. Sing with me, sing for the year. 
music for Dream On was written by Steven Tyler when he was only in his late teens. The song was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2018, and it's part of Aerosmith's greatest hits, Out Right Now. Earlier, we mentioned that Aerosmith was the first rock band to work with a rap band, Run DMC. The collaboration was a smash for the band both times, the second time even bigger than the first. Here's Joe Perry. Well, we did it and it was a cool thing. There was never any kind of grand plan about it, you know, that it was going to make some, you know, make all these waves, big ripples in a pond or any of that stuff or be the big single that it was in Europe or anything like that. It was just, uh, we had read some stuff that Rick Rubin said about Walk This Way and when he called us up and said, come on down and play on it, we thought it was a really cool thing. It was one of those things, again, like being in the comic book or it's one of those things that comes along down the pike on a day off and it's it's a lot of fun to do because you get to, especially with the different kind of uh, style of music that we were kind of listening to, so it was a really good thing. Unbelievably, Aerosmith took crap from the haters. Well, everyone's got to have an opinion, right? We're selling out, or with Run DMC, what are you playing with those black guys for? I mean, we heard, we've heard it all, right down to what you get sober for. I mean, everyone's got an opinion, but it's about having fun. Tom Hamilton on how the song got its name. Joe had this kind of funky riff, and we started playing it and got the basic arrangement to the song down, and then that night, we went to see Young Frankenstein, and there's this part where Igor says, Walk this way. Of course, they imitate exactly the way he walked. Everybody's heard that gag a million times now, but back then, it was funny. So the next day, we just told Stephen, hey, man, the name of the song has to be Walk This Way, and that's all there is to it. He says, you can't tell me what the name of the song is. I haven't written it yet. I said, sorry, pal, Walk This Way. Singing, I did, did it with the skinny 
Thank you, Mel Brooks, for the inspiration you gave Aerosmith for the lyrics to Walk This Way. It was first heard off the Toys in the Attic album in 1975. It hit number seven on the Billboard charts. The version with Run DMC climaxed at number four. Both the original and the Run DMC versions can be found on the newly dropped deluxe versions of Aerosmith's greatest hits. Steven Tyler on Aerosmith's big hit song, Janie's Got a Gun. When we did Janie Got a Gun, the third line was, she had to take him down easy and put a bullet in his brain. And of course, Raider wouldn't play that, and I got so pissed off. And I went back in and I fixed it and stand out in the pouring rain. And four months later, after my anger surpassed and I was on the road, and it was a huge hit and the video was great, I went to some of the stations that I heard wouldn't play the other version. I said, what's up with that? And they said, what are you talking about? So I did it for naught, but it was just that the label was, you know, overly concerned. And I, I would be the first, believe me, I'm from the 70s, to give him the finger, roll up a bone, and just get in the car and split. But, you know, it's a different day and age. Plus, I get to talk about it now. An even more beautiful thing is in 2015, Stephen launched Janie's Fund, named after the song to assist girls who have endured neglect and abuse. Because I wrote a song called Janie's Got a Gun, and then I found out that uh, after I did the video, and you watch the characters in the video, and the father's fooling around with the daughter, and the mother's watching and knows all that taboo, and nobody speaks about it in families. Well, I got a big mouth. It's time for me to speak up.
From the massively selling Pump album back in 1989 and now on Aerosmith's greatest hits, Janie's Got a Gun. Dudes and dolls, come to your airwaves as we go on permanent vacation when all access returns in just a few minutes. Hey Alexa, play the Radio Bypass podcast. Playing Radio Bypass podcast from Amazon Music. We hope you've been enjoying Aerosmith Greatest Hits and Peace Out Tour All Access. More coming up in just a minute. If you are a first-time listener to Radio Bypass, welcome and thanks for checking us out. If you are a regular listener, thank you for your support. Whether you have been listening since our beginnings back in 2017 or hearing us for the first time today, we just want to make sure you know what Radio Bypass is all about. Our mission is to curate the best in rock and roll music, period. From the best of the big names to the freshest music from those yet to build their name. Radio Bypass provides a destination where classic artists have their new music heard and offers a platform to showcase emerging talent. We release a new music episode every Saturday that generally features hard rock music from some classic artists as well as new musicians honing their craft today. Along the way, we have conversations with the artists creating the music. Our guests have included veteran musicians, such as members of Tesla, Mr. Big, and Cinderella, along with brand new bands like Crashing Wayward, Novocaine, and Wings of Steel, just to name a few. We curate the best in rock and roll. Please join Radio Bypass for great music and conversations every week. Check out RadioBypass.com, follow us on social media, and like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Radio Bypass, playing rock and roll music that deserves to be heard. And now we return to Aerosmith, Greatest Hits and Peace Out Tour, All Access. So glad you could join us for more of Aerosmith's Greatest Hits, All Access. The band parted because of excess drug use in the late 70s into the early 80s. To their credit, they all worked hard on themselves in rehab and once they straightened out, they realized just how nuts they were to let this beautiful thing die. They reconvened in 1984 and released the album Done With Mirrors. That album didn't connect with their followers, but Aerosmith found their groove again in 1987 when they put out the brilliant album Permanent Vacation. Joe Perry, Tom Hamilton, and Joey Kramer. Well, see, everybody kept calling us the heavy metal godfathers and all that, so we thought we'd have to do what everybody wanted, which mm-hmm. was a heavy metal record, you know? I mean, so we tried to do that, and it didn't quite hit the mark. If you listen to, no. uh, if you listen to Toys in the Attic and Rocks, mm-hmm. you'll find more similarity between those albums and Permanent Vacation than you will if you compare Permanent Vacation to, say, our last three albums. The songs are more... Uh, noticeable as songs and there's more instrumental hooks and vocal hooks and just uh, more melody it's complete man Done With Mirrors was like to me was kind of incomplete you know it didn't have all the the nice finishing little touches that Vacation has Steven Tyler on how a Motley Crue band member inspired the first hit single from Permanent Vacation Vince Neil and he was he was nice enough to invite me over to some club in his limo, so I climbed in with this character from that used to be in the band before Joe and Brad came back. And he just was raving on about these dudes and this dude this and dude, dude that. I mean, just dude. I mean, it was cool and all because it just was. So I snipped it and I nipped it in the bud. 
<laughs> and and <laughs> you, <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was going on about these dudes, this dude, that do this. And Brad Whitford came in here when we were doing our pre-production, and he was telling us about Eddie Murphy doing Mr. T. And so Joe and I came in here, and we Joe had this lick and turned it into Dude Looks Like a Lady. And it was just hilarious when we put it down. I looked at Joe. I said, No, dare we? Dare we do this? At the time, Joe said, Why not? I said, Take the risk. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the demo. I mean, it'll be out someday. We got to put outtakes. We're gonna do an album called Outtakes. Yeah. This has got to be on it because in the middle, it's, you know, it's funny stuff. And now, Dude is a smash hit.
the opening salvo from Aerosmith's 1987 Permanent Vacation album, Dude Looks Like a Lady. That album threw off three top 20 singles, including the next song, Joe Perry and Steven Tyler. Well, we did our usual rape and pillage and quickly trounce on every bit and piece that we could come up with, Joe and me, in November 1st. But when we got to Vancouver in March, uh, you know, we did the same old thing where Joe looked at me and said, let's go up and write a hit, because you go to Jim Valance's house, and he's got this multi-track. He's got the multi-track in, the, in his basement, and he's got the Macintosh and all the cool stuff, and it's like, I mean, we had plenty of songs when we went up there, but it was like, okay, we're going to set these days aside, we're going to like go up there and give it all, and if we get it in three days, we get it, you know? If not, we got enough songs. And one afternoon I went up there, and Stephen came up about two hours later, and by the evening, we had Young Lust. And it was like, we just needed the number one punch, you know, and that was it. We needed something to start the record off, and that was Young Lust. You know, for years I'd be complaining about not enough time, not enough time, and then my managers would say, well, you write best under pressure, boy, you a rough diamond. And I'd hear that and laugh it off, but, uh, so Joe and I get this big kick out of going up at the 11th hour and coming up with, you know, the coupe de gras for the album, which has worked real good. We did it the last album for Ragdoll, and what else? What else was the last minute? Oh man, uh, well Ragdoll was the one that was, that was the last one that we wrote. Yeah. Ragdoll, living in a movie. Hot tramp, daddy's little cutie. He's so fine, I never see you leaving by the back door. Man, hot time, get it while it's easy. I don't mind, but come on over and see me. Ragdoll, baby, won't you do me like you know me?
Aerosmith with Ragdoll. Of course you're going to find that on Aerosmith's Greatest Hits. We'll go down and cry when the show resumes in a few minutes. Radio Bypass. Rock and roll lives here. We hope you've been enjoying Aerosmith Greatest Hits and Peace Out Tour All Access. More coming up in just a minute. If you are a first-time listener to Radio Bypass, welcome and thanks for checking us out. If you are a regular listener, thank you for your support. Whether you have been listening since our beginnings back in 2017 or hearing us for the first time today, we just want to make sure you know what Radio Bypass is all about. Our mission is to curate the best in rock and roll music, period. From the best of the big names to the freshest music from those yet to build their name. Radio Bypass provides a destination where classic artists have their new music heard and offers a platform to showcase emerging talent. We release a new music episode every Saturday that generally features hard rock music from some classic artists as well as new musicians honing their craft today. Along the way, we have conversations with the artists creating the music. Our guests have included veteran musicians such as members of Tesla, Mr. Big, and Cinderella, along with brand new bands like Crashing Wayward, Novocaine, and Wings of Steel, just to name a few. We curate the best in rock and roll. Please join Radio Bypass for great music and conversations every week. Check out RadioBypass.com, follow us on social media, and like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Radio Bypass, playing rock and roll music that deserves to be heard. And now we return to Aerosmith, Greatest Hits and Peace Out Tour, All Access. Thanks for joining us for the final part of Aerosmith's Greatest Hits, All Access. I'm Ralph Rasmussen. We have arrived in September of 1989 on the Aerosmith timeline when they dropped their 10th studio album, Pump. It reached number five on the Billboard charts and sold seven million copies, tied for their second biggest selling album of their career with their next record, Get a Grip. We kind of pay homage to the blues and, and the music that we write for today. You know, we sprinkle a little bit and we listen to the beginning of Love in an Elevator. So we're constantly stealing from the past and weaving it into the fabric of our songs today. So, you know, I mean, there's so much melody and rhythms that are banging at my back door, you know, Joe, you know, there's just so much new stuff that you got to grab it now or someone else is going to do it. Second floor, hardware, children's wear, ladies' lingerie. Oh, good morning, Mr. Tyler. Going down. <laughs>
Love in an Elevator, lyrics that could have only come out of the mind of one Steven Tyler of Aerosmith. Another greatest hit found on Aerosmith's Greatest Hits. Come here, baby. Four years after Pump came Get a Grip, and that featured yet another side of the band. Tyler called this next song Country, We Just Aerosmithed It. It's such an all-encompassing, gut-wrenching, earth-shaking, shattering process. And that's not to say that all the songs are ball busters. Some of the ones that become the hits, quote-unquote, come out real easy. Living on the Edge was a, a good example of that. Every album is a major niche in the barrel of my life. I mean, it always takes its toll. This album defines insanity. That's why we titled it Get a Grip. Each one has its own unmistakable earmark of where we're at at that particular time, and that's a good thing. It's like looking at picture albums, you know? There was a time when I was so broken-hearted Love wasn't much of a friend of mine The tables have turned, yeah, yeah And calls me and then where's that party? That kind of love was the killing kind So listen
from Aerosmith's Get a Grip in 1993 and now found on Aerosmith's Greatest Hits, celebrating 50 years of Aerosmith, Crying. The song peaked at number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100, hit number one in Norway, number three in Iceland, Portugal, and Sweden, and number 17 on the UK singles chart. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have left in the show, but before we go, some last thoughts on the tour and career of Aerosmith. First, Joe Perry talks about whether we're going to get new Aerosmith music in the future. Steven and I have been talking about it and been listening to the catalog and listening to the different versions of the different songs and we're kind of getting excited about kind of the way Jimmy Page has been going back and looking at the Led Zeppelin catalog and releasing some of the stuff that has never been released before. So we've been kind of focusing on that and at the same time, every once in a while we, we look at each other and go, Hey, what do you think about getting in the studio again? With so much stuff going on, I won't say it'll never happen, but we'll see. Oh, wait. The phone's ringing. Let me get it. Hello. we got to put these rumors to bed. Hello? Listen, I got somebody cleaning out my f***ing hopper over here. He's trying to say there's something going on. That's not true, right? It's true. All I can say is... Peace out! Aerosmith says peace out. And if you think we're joking, dream on. You can catch Aerosmith on their Peace Out Farewell Tour with special guests, the Black Crows, through January 26th of 2024. Get your copy of Aerosmith's Greatest Hits, celebrating 50 years of Aerosmith, on all kinds of platforms and configurations wherever you buy music. Exclusively at Aerosmith.com is an 18-track, one-CD exclusive cover variant, a 20-track, 2-LP numbered limited edition with exclusive cover variant, and a 44-track, 4-LP super deluxe edition on 180-gram custom-colored vinyl, premium book-style sleeves, and four black-and-white lithos. Aerosmith's Greatest Hits All Access was produced in New Jersey by Near Perfect Productions for Universal Music, all what rights reserved. No portion may be reproduced without the written permission of the producers. Special thanks to Jamie Hartley of Universal Music and Todd Nakamini of Funhouse Entertainment. I'm Ralph Rasmussen. This is Steven Tyler. And this is Joe Perry. Thanks for listening.